0: Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Monday. Oh boy. Do you feel that? Do you feel it? Let me tell you what you feel right now. There is a buzz in the air about what's happening in the United States of America. And for the first time in a while, it is a good buzz. There is something exciting afoot. It's going to be wild. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm talking about in just a second. But first, let me go over a couple things. One, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight, as we do. I have an odd guest for me tonight. Pretty sure he's a lib, although I'm not sure about that. Don't yell at him, please. Don't yell at him, please. We have John Ziegler with Mediate coming up. And here's the story. This is going to be fascinating to me. Maybe not to you, but I think it's fascinating. You remember the Penn State Jerry Sandusky, all that kind of icky stuff with kids from a few years ago. You at least remember hearing about it, right? They had a football coach. uh, There were kids involved. It's it's, it's icky. I'm not going through it all. Ziegler, he is an established journalist, reaches out to me and says, haven't you heard that entire story was a lie? It was all made up. He apparently has the receipts. He's going to come on and say why everything we believe is a lie. And I have not talked to him off the air other than setting up the interview. So I have no idea what he's going to say. But we're going to find this this out together about an hour and a half from now if we've all believed a lie. We have lots and lots of vaccine madness coming tonight. We have a 16-year-old proving why guts are what actually count. Much more from Dr. Fauci. That's always very exciting. Something weird in Brazil. And, well, Joe Biden, Afghanistan, Taiwan. Lots of stuff going on with all that. All that tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. And, yes, thank you for all the well wishes. I did survive my weekend in College Station with Clay Travis I will explain why I did not go to the game but went to College Station. I'll get to that about an hour and a half from now. And, of course, Medal of Honor Monday. But first. But first. There's something to feel good about. Something to feel really, really, really good about. And I know. I know what you've been going through since, oh, I don't know, the moment Joe Biden won his election. Actually, that moment wasn't even the worst. That sucked when he took office and immediately just went full-blown communist. I know what you've been going through. The embarrassment, the fear, the anger, the feeling that you're surrounded, they're coming after everything you care about. This is terrible. So I know how you feel because I feel that way. I will have these moments. Uh, it's not often because I try to avoid ever feeling like this at all. I try to power my way through it. But I do have these moments, private moments, where it feels a little helpless sometimes, right? It feels like we're surrounded. feels like we've lost. It's all over. Something really, really good is happening, and it happened this weekend. And mark my words, this could be, and I think it will be, the start of something really big and you're going to enjoy it. Well, most of it. What am I talking about? The headline here, Southwest cancels 1,800 flights after pilots vaccine mandates. Now, let me explain what you may have heard depending on how close you pay attention to the news. There were 1,800-plus flights canceled by Southwest Airlines over the weekend. And let me clarify something briefly here. That's a massive deal. That is not something that happens normally. If even 20 flights are canceled in a short period of time, it affects air travel for the entire country. 1,800 is monumental. It is huge. Southwest starts canceling flights. People are getting angry. People are stranded in airports across the country. And it is creating a situation where people can't get back home to work. Parents can't get their kids back home. Their kids were traveling. I mean, people are stuck. People right now are still stuck. It's a situation. Okay? What happened? Well, here's what happened. What happened was the pilots of Southwest... The flight attendants of Southwest, they called in sick and they took vacation. Why would they do such a thing? Why so many people at once? Southwest Airlines did exactly what Joe Biden wanted them to do. And Let's pause for a minute on Southwest. Understand, this is why government bailouts and the federal government handing everybody money This is one of the reasons why they're so incredibly dangerous. These airlines, being some of the first to bow to government whims, that's because they were the first to take handouts from the federal government. They are now under heavy influence from the federal government. So when the president of the United States gets up and says, I'm going to do a vaccine mandate. The airlines don't sit around and wait to see if it becomes law, if it's legal. They jump right on it and say, see what we did, Joe? I've been a good boy today. So United, Southwest, all these dirtball airlines immediately passed this mandate. And we've been hearing for a while from United, from other airlines, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. This is a very, very big deal. I got another person that told me today part of the reason it's such a big deal with the airlines is pilots in particular in this country, your commercial airline pilots, 80, 85% of them are former military Navy Marine Corps, air force trained pilots in the military. And then you move on, become a commercial airline pilot. We're talking Patriots here. Lots of them Patriots. Anyway, get back to Southwest in this in particular story. That's why Southwest passed the mandate. Because Joe Biden was handing out government cash. They felt like they had to do what they had to do to keep the administration happy. Otherwise, those checks don't keep on coming. See the problem? So Southwest decides they're going to do a vaccine mandate for their company. Vaccine mandate doesn't kick in until November. Okay, well, Jesse, why are they walking out now? It's October. They have paid vacation days and paid sick leave banked. And these are all people who are getting ready to get fired. And they have been organizing privately. This was not as random as you think. To one, take advantage of those paid vacation days, and two, give a gigantic prefer- proverbial middle finger to Southwest Airlines. This weekend, they did it. They walked out. Pilots, stewardesses, And the airlines, Southwest in particular, tried to scramble and get replacement crews and simply could not find enough crews to replace them. And remember, when you're Southwest and you're trying for a replacement crew, you need other Southwest pilots, other Southwest stortices, meaning you're calling other pilots who are on vacation or off that day or stordises. It's not just that all these pilots and stortices didn't show up. It's that so many pilots and stewardesses who got that ring, ring. Hey, can you come in on your day off from the boss? They got that call from the boss. They said, ah, you know what? No, kind of busy today. I don't know. The WNBA's on tonight. I can't miss that. <laughs> we have a little mini revolt brewing. And of course, and I'll get into this in just a couple minutes, of course, the system lied to you about that. Now, I'm going to set that aside. Let's set aside the lies for a moment and focus on the Southwest part and what happened and why this is so big. Every time there's been a people's rebellion of any sort in the history of mankind, anytime there's been one of those, it has come from an unlikely source. I guess I shouldn't say anytime, lots of the time, most of the time, the spark for it is an unlikely source. You don't think about these things. And this applies to good and bad. These, these huge good and bad events that seem to just consume nations or consume the world. I remember world war one, it was some 20 year old loser from some, uh, some little terrorist organization He got lucky, the Archduke happened to park his car right in front of him, and he shot him and his wife, and boom, we have a world war on our hands. Millions have died. No one's ever seen anything like it. Tiananmen Square. You remember the crackdown at Tiananmen Square in China back in the 70s? Or wait a minute, 80s. I'm an idiot. I forget which decade it was, but the crackdown in Tiananmen Square. I actually do believe it was the 70s, 1974 if I remember right. That was just some college kids who started a protest. This is a bunch of college dorks. And soon you have hundreds of thousands of people. Massive societal movements, massive rebellion against government overreach doesn't always start where you think it would start. That's sad, but it's also inspiring. I mean, where should this have started? This should have been every GOP congressman, state senator, state representative, and governor in the country organizing a protest in front of the White House. It didn't. It it started now with Southwest Pilots. Where is it going from here? I'll tell you in just a second. But first, you know carnivore trading? The guys who revolutionized how people like me and you can make money in the stock market? And when I say people like us, I mean, I'm busy. I don't have the time, and I'll be honest with you, full disclosure, I don't have the interest to research stocks and charts. And while this might rise, that doesn't interest me at all. Just tell me which stocks are ready ready to blow up and why I should buy them. That's what carnivore trading gives me. Carnivore is an elite group of brilliant Wall Street traders, and they allow all of us to trade like them. They send out real-time text alerts to people like you and me and say, hey, I'm buying this, and why? You can make the buy through your discount broker or pass on it. No big deal. It's where regular people like us learn how to make a killing in the stock market. And now Carnivore invites you to see their real-time trades free. You have to go to GetOurTrades.com and use the promo code Jesse. That's getourtrades.com. Promo code Jesse gets it to you free for two weeks. See website for terms and conditions. Past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings.
1: Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday,
0: and yes, it's Medal of Honor Monday, lest I forget. but About 40 minutes from now, 40 minutes from now, we're going to do Medal of Honor Monday. If, in case you're new to the show, we take a Medal of Honor citation every Monday, and we simply read it, because that's who your kids should want to be. We need to start reading these things more early and often so we get the right cultural leaders in this country, not all this garbage filth we have out here now. Now, back to what I was talking about. By the way, 877-377-4373. You're welcome to call in tonight. You're back off suspension for the phones tonight. Southwest Airlines. Just a quick recap before I continue with it. Southwest Airlines, pilots walk out, stewardesses walk out this weekend. They were using up their paid leave kind of in an organized fashion before the mandates come down. Before the mandates come down in November. This is a great moment for the United States of America, a possible country-saving moment because these huge societal rebellions begin in places you don't think. This is not a one-off. Hear me out here. This is not a one-off. This is not a 24-hour story I'm going to have forgotten about or you're going to have forgotten about by Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, you may forget the Southwest Airlines portion of it. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of the great pushback. I have been wanting that pushback for a long time. I have been wanting that pushback since day one, day one of lockdowns. I never got it. Many of you have been wanting it. This is. This is about to become contagious. Here's a video from a pilot. It's a little long. He's not with Southwest Airlines. He's with American Airlines. Listen to this man.
2: I've been an airline pilot for 18 years and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated. Which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We, the American people, have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms, while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or give vaccination is insignificant. But when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. As each thing is taken away, we face what is known as the shifting baseline syndrome. This syndrome changes our idea of a new and acceptable normal. Soon, we will not remember what it was like to have the freedoms we once did. Our children and our grandchildren will experience less freedom and they won't have the privilege or the pleasure to enjoy the same choices our parents had, or that we have. If we give into these mandates and we do not stand up for our freedom of choice, we dishonor every armed service person over the last 257 years.
0: What happened with Southwest Airlines this weekend is about to be a lot more contagious than coronavirus ever was. Amtrak is already facing 40% shortages. I know personally United has thousands, maybe upwards of 3,000 employees about to be gone. Lawsuits. That was an American Airlines pilot. And don't think for a fraction of a second this is going to stay with the airline slash train industry. I'm already hearing rumors about truckers, and let's pause for just a minute because you and I do not have the appropriate appreciation for truckers. What do you think about when you think about truckers? The overweight dude who's staying in the left lane too long. You know what you should think about when you think about truckers? Look around you. I I mean physically, right now. Look around you. Unless you're driving. Don't do this when you're driving. Look around you right now. Maybe you're in the kitchen making dinner for the kiddos. Maybe you're at work finishing up before you head home to the old lady. Maybe you're in a factory somewhere. Maybe you're out on a boat. I don't know where you're listening to the sound of my voice, but look around you right now. 25 feet in every direction. I'm looking around me. You know what I see? There is a backpack. That's New Guy Michael's backpack. There's a bench over there. There's a plastic trash can. I have a table of some kind in front of me. There are a couple microphones on here. That's kind of weird. It's only ever me sitting here. There's a computer. I'm looking at a clock. Ooh, a pen, a mouse. There's some weird sculpture of Julius Caesar with a bunch of pens stabbed into the back of him because Chris is inappropriate. There's Chris's headphones, my headphones. You know what all of these things have in common? Every single one of them was on a truck at some point in time. Every single one of them. If the truckers of the United States of America, if even 10% of them decide, no, this country will hit its knees. That will hurt in the short term, I should, I should point out. Because then there's no more bench, there's no more desk, there's no more bread, there's no more lots of things. But this system survives on the illusion that they have all the power over you and you are some helpless lemming that just has to do what you're told when the truth is they know full well if even 10% of the people in this country rise up in peaceful protest and walk off and say, no, the system will break in two, it will beg you to stop, and you will not, and you will take power back from them. They are not in charge. They survive off of the illusion of being in charge. You are in charge. Pilots, truckers, workers at the dock, factory workers, whatever your industry. You are in charge. If your employer has decided to side with the communists, make them pay. Make them hurt. They will hurt bad enough to relent. History makes it so. Go and do likewise. I'm not done yet. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And yes... It is time in this country to rise up, and I'm telling you, this Southwest Airlines thing is a bigger deal than you think. People in general, they're not going to have guts. It takes a few to lead. Most people aren't leaders. Most people who are leaders might not know it. If it sounds like I'm talking to you, it's because I'm talking to you. You're sitting down right now with 8 trillion options to listen to. You you instead have chosen to listen to right-wing talk radio. You are more important than the neighbor across the street who only watches football. That's nothing against him. But as far as deciding the future of this country goes, we need you to lead. It doesn't take a, 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 there's not one boilerplate form of what a leader looks like either. Oh, I'm just a housewife. Good. Go lead. Ah, Jesse, I'm just a landscaper. Go lead. I'm a lawyer. I don't care. Lead. These people are all losers who are in charge. Look at this headline. 16-year-old student refusing to wear a mask, arrested in Wyoming. The high school was placed in lockdown. A 16-year-old girl. A 16-year-old girl put on a mask. No. Put on a mask or we'll arrest you. No. The answer is no. There's a picture of her in handcuffs. Her name is Grace Smith. That's leadership. That's the stuff that inspires people. No. The answer is no. I will not do what you tell me to do. I will not let you hide under the guise of, well, the government's going to make me, Mr. Employer. No. You, have you, you fight and I'll fight. Let's get it on. Everybody. No, I am not looking forward to the short-term pain that will come from these walkouts. And rest assured, if hospital workers, pilots, truckers, decide they've had enough. Oh, there is pain coming. There is pain coming. But the system is not going to wake up tomorrow morning on its own and say to itself, Oh man, I feel like we've gone too far. We've been too corrupt. We've lied too long. We have gone way, way, way too far. Let's hey, let's, let's back off. The system will not respond to anything but pain bringing southwest airlines to its knees during one weekend is just a brief glimpse of what you have the power to do keep doing it i'm playing it for you again this is an american airlines pilot putting it more eloquently sadly than any gop politician has during this entire pandemic
2: i've been an airline pilot for 18 years and now i'm facing an ultimatum not a choice but an ultimatum i'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot I must be vaccinated, which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We, the American people, have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms, while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant, but when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. As each thing is taken away, we face what is known as the Shifting Baseline Syndrome. This syndrome changes our idea of a new and acceptable normal. Soon, we will not remember what it was like to have the freedoms we once did, our children and our grandchildren will experience less freedom, and they won't have the privilege or the pleasure to enjoy the same choices our parents had or that we have. If we give into these mandates and we do not stand up for our freedom of choice, we dishonor every armed service person over the last 257 years.
0: He's right. And one, good for him. Two, it's a little bit of a bummer that had to come from an American Airlines pilot and it had to come two years into the pandemic, but hey, are we going to look around and get mad because the messenger isn't exactly what we want and where we want it from? Did I see two years ago, Southwest Airlines, its employees standing up and leading the charge? No, but they are leading the charge. They are showing people the way you do have all the power. These people this person, you're gonna listen to this clip, and you're gonna say to yourself, oh man, they, she's such a liar, that's not true, that's evil, and that's divisive, and all those things, and all oh, that's right, oh, that's correct. You're right, she is divisive. She is a liar. This is evil talk. But you know what this person is, above all? This person is scared. What do you make of these really terrible polls? Uh, are they that he's doing something wrong? Is it just the communication? Or is it he's doing popular things that have
1: to be done?
3: Well, look, I would say that this is a really tough time in our country. We're still battling COVID. uh, And a lot of people thought we'd be through it, uh, including us. Uh, and we, because of the rise of the Delta variant, uh, because of the fact that uh, even though it was a vaccine that was approved under a Republican administration, uh, even though uh, we now have full FDA approval, and even though it's widely available across the country, we still have a quarter of the country who have, uh, less than that, uh, 20% of the country, who've decided not to get vaccinated. No question that's having an impact. So focus is on getting the pandemic under control, uh, returning to, uh, to uh, life a version of normal, Uh, so people can uh, have security and going into work and dropping their kids off and uh, knowing people will be safe. Um, And that's uh, where we think we should spend our time and energy.
0: That person is much more than a liar. That person is much more than evil and divisive. It's the unvaccinated's fault. That person is scared. The Biden administration, all the scumbag people in this country who've enjoyed getting fat and wealthy off the American taxpayer – They've enjoyed pillaging this country, especially over the last two years. Lock down this and don't do that and just go home and two weeks to slow the spread. And Why, why, why are you trying to kill grandma and all these people? sitting on their fat butts, making a living while they bankrupt normal Americans. For two years, they've done it. And not only have they done it to you, I want to remind you of this while you're thinking about walking out of your job because of your employer. I want to remind you of this. While they were doing it to you, they were spitting in your face and laughing at you behind your back. You know how I know? The minute lockdowns came down, Andrew Cuomo gets caught out at a party, no mask, hugging people, shaking hands. Lori Lightfoot getting your crew cut worked on in Chicago. Gavin Newsom, close your restaurant, don't go out, drives right to French Laundry and has a big old party with all of his friends. Barack Obama, there's a Delta variant, we're all going to die. 600 people at his Martha's Vineyard Mansion rubbing it in your face like you're a stupid peasant and they rule over you, but they do not rule over you. They want to, but they know. And you know what's funny about this is most kings, the good kings in history, have always known this. They know it's still the consent of the people. That's the only reason I sit in this throne. They understand that they are one spark away from all that power and influence going away forever. Let this be the spark. Push back on these people. Hurt them. Make sure they feel it in their pocketbook. I should say, make sure they feel pain. Make sure they can't run their boats and their trucks and their hotels and their restaurants and their factories. Make sure they can't fly their planes. Make sure they can't run that hospital. You didn't pick that fight. They picked that fight. Fine. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. They've been doing it for too long. Two years now laughing at you every second of the way. Do this. Ha ha, I'm not going to. Okay. Okay. Well, you can push that only so far. And sadly, history is full of tyrants who had to find that out the hard way. It's time for these people to make. It's time for these people to find out the hard way. Speaking of finding out the hard way, if somebody wants to hurt you physically, you're not going to talk them out of it, probably. They're going to have to find out the hard way. May I introduce you to the non-lethal gun Hero 2020? Hero 2020 has a more powerful solution, much more powerful than pepper spray. It's about the size of your mobile phone. Doesn't look like much. Nothing to carry around. Certainly not heavy. And yet it fires projectiles over 100 miles an hour, And wham, when they hit you, they explode and engulf you in this pepper cloud that you feel like you want to die. And it doesn't require a concealed carry permit. It even has a laser sight on it. You're not going to miss. Make sure they feel pain and back away. Go to hero 2020.com. I'd recommend buying one for you and your spouse, by the way, hero 2020.com. Use the code Jesse. That gets you a special discount. Hero 2020.com code Jesse state restrictions may apply.
1: You're listening to the Jesse Kelly show. You're welcome.
0: It is the Jesse Kelly show. Didn't I tell you it was good news? At some point it was bound to happen. Americans would rise. It begins with Southwest Pilots. I'm telling you it will not stop from here. It won't. 8773774373. There's been enough to feel bad about. Let's enjoy some of the good. John in San Diego, go boss. Hello. Go. Jeffy. Go John, you're on the air, man. Chris, I hope you dropped that. (laughs) John, John, if you're still listening, uh, we had to hang up the call, John, because you may have been disconnected from us, but we weren't disconnected from you, and that is what I would tell my kids is a potty word. You're not allowed to say that on the air. (laughs) So we had to drop it. Come on, John, wake up, snap out of it, and call back in. All right, listen, this person, these people, they deserve your scorn. They deserve your hatred. And you know what you should do? You should do the opposite of every single thing this person tells you you should do.
3: How long do you think it will be until it's safe for vaccinated people to once again be indoors without a mask?
2: You know, I, it's always tough to predict that. I think if we continue to go down in the cases that we're seeing right now and more and more people get vaccinated, As the dynamics of the outbreak, namely the amount of virus circulating in the community, goes down, I hope we'll be able to pull back on some of those restrictions to get closer to what we really feel is normal in the community. I hope that's soon, but I can't give a prediction of a date on that.
0: Headline, Fauci gives green light on trick-or-treating this Halloween. Oh, thanks, doctor. Boy, I'll tell you what, we were... We were planning on sitting inside of the house. We were going to hide under our beds. My goodness, I actually have my kids right now bathing in pure hand sanitizer just until Fauci gave me the permission to go out and go trick-or-treating. Who are these staggon people? Who do these people think they are? We were trick-or-treating last year during the height of the pandemic. Everyone in my neighborhood was. Who are these people? These people deserve your hatred. Push back on them and break them. I'm telling you, this is huge. The Southwest Airlines thing is huge. And don't think, I should give credit where it's due here. This is not only Southwest Airlines that's doing this. I'm looking right now. L.A. County Sheriff says no to politicized COVID shots for cops. The guy essentially came on TV and said, Hey, um, I can't afford to lose 5 to 10% of my workforce here. we're strained. It's the LA County Sheriff's Department. They're a little busy. I can't lose 5% of my cops, 10% of my cops. So we're not doing it here. And I want everyone to understand. I want everyone to be very clear here. Again, I'll take your calls. We'll do Medal of Honor Monday here in about 10 minutes from now. 877-377-4373. I want everyone to be clear about this. It does not take the majority to break these people. It does not. When you have an economy especially a more global economy than we're used to. But any economy, whether this is just a small business, a big business, a a nation's economy, a, a world's economic system, it is much, much, much more brittle than you think it is. When it comes to disruptions, it is more brittle than you think it is. I need your ship here by here so I can have workers there. The workers will then unload it. They will load it onto trains, and the trains have to be here by this time, and the trains must leave from here and get to here. Well, Then it has to get on trucks. The trucks have to, once they've been loaded up, the trucks have to get going, and the trucks have to get here by here. You don't have time. You don't have time to say, oh, you know what? Uh, we're, we're 10% short today, guys. We're just going to be 10% off our mark. Oh, it's just 10% of the flights. No worries. Oh, we're only down 10% of the cops in our town. Should be fine. Ooh, getting sick? Ah. Well, we're down 10% nurses. 10% breaks them. You do not need the majority. You do not need it. If you are in one of these huge companies, 50,000 people, uh, Jesse, I can, only get, I can only get 1,000 to join me. Believe me when I tell you that is significant and will cause pain. And that is what you must do now. And I should be clear about something here. I understand that that's easy for me to say because I'm allowed to say and do what I want on my radio show, And on my TV show, it's real, real easy to sit here and say that to other people who are facing uncertainty in their personal lives, uncertainty about where they're going to live uncertainty about when that next paycheck is going to come in and telling people to make a stand when you yourself don't have to make the same sacrifice seems a little off. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. It's the right thing to do if you can, if you can. I'm not telling you to hurt yourself or your family, but if you can do it, go out and do it because if this thing catches on and becomes a thing, I'm telling you, the system is scared to death of that. All right, hang on. Jesse, when you're taking jab, when you are taking jab action, can't really say so or you will be sued. I don't know what he's talking about. Southwest Airlines Pilots Association is nothing but patriots and know-how to anti-communist. You bet we are stepping on Biden's beep, and this is only beginning. Don't read my name on the air. John, Southwest Airline Pilot. Oh, yeah. I I have his real name. I'm just going to sign it. Southwest Airlines Pilot. These pilots are not fools. You have cops across the country. They're not fools. You have healthcare workers who busted their butts during the pandemic. They're not fools, and they will not be stomped on. Will some be stomped on? Of course. Maybe you have already been stomped on. That's fine. Don't sit, don't sit around beating yourself up. Need you in the fight, too. But this is the moment. This is the time to push back and push back hard and when, once they start to be sad a little bit, keep pushing. And once they get mad at you, keep pushing. And when they beg you to stop, keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing until they swear to leave you alone forever. Never stop. Hurt these people. All right. It's Medal of Honor Monday next, and it's going to be a good one. Hang on.
1: It is the
0: Jesse Kelly Show, and it is a Monday, and you know what that means here on the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't claim to be a good person, never have, never will. I'm a bad person. This is a bad show, although family-friendly, it's still a bad show, but we do do one good thing all week long. We take a Medal of Honor citation every single Monday, and we simply read it. We read it because these men deserve to be remembered. Their deeds deserve to be remembered. And remember, remember what culture is. People make it so complicated when it's not complicated at all. Culture is nothing more than what your society incentivizes and disincentivizes. Right now in this country, we are broken. And part of the reason we are broken is we incentivize all the wrong things. All the wrong things—the whininess, the victim stuff, the envy, the all—we the, incentivize everything that is wrong. Read these citations to your kids, teachers. Read them to your classrooms. They're all—they're free. It's not like I have some special access. They're all available online. Every single bit of our citation there's ever been—they're all online. There are multiple websites. All right. Listen to this one from Mister Ed W. Freeman. My word. This was in Vietnam. This was U.S. Army. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at at the risk of his life, above and beyond the call of duty, Captain Ed W. Freeman, United States Army, distinguished himself by numerous acts of conspicuous gallantry and extraordinary intrepidity on the 14th of November 1965 while serving with Company A, 229th Assault Helicopter Battalion, First Cavalry Division, as a flight leader, uh, as a flight leader and second in command of a 16 helicopter lift unit, he supported a heavily engaged American infantry battalion at Landing Zone X-Ray in the Idrang Valley, Republican of v- Republic of Vietnam. Should be noted, by the way, Idrang Valley—that's the movie *We Were Soldiers* with uh, Mel Gibson. In case you've seen that movie, *We Were Soldiers* with Mel Gibson. I forgot uh, Greg Kinnear. I believe he's the helicopter pilot, the main helicopter pilot. This is his story, and that movie. If you're okay with the blood and guts, remember it may not be okay for kids. That movie's a pretty good reflection of what happened. Allow me to continue. As flight leader and second in command of a 16 helicopter lift unit, he supported a heavily engaged American infantry battalion at Landing Zone X-Ray in Idrang Valley, Republic of Vietnam. The infantry unit was almost out of ammunition after taking some of the heaviest casualties of the war, fighting off a relentless attack from a highly motivated heavily armed enemy force. When the infantry commander closed the helicopter landing zone due to intense direct enemy fire, Captain Freeman risked his own life by flying his unarmed helicopter through a gauntlet of enemy fire, time after time, delivering critically needed ammunition, water, and medical supplies to the besieged battalion. His flights had a direct impact on the battle's outcome by providing the engaged units with timely supplies of ammunition critical to their survival, without which they would almost surely have experienced a much greater loss of life. After medical evacuation helicopters refused to fly into the area due to intense enemy fire, Captain Freeman flew 14 separate rescue missions providing life-saving evacuation of an estimated 30 seriously wounded soldiers, some of whom would not have survived had he not acted. All flights were made into small emergency landing zone, or made into a small emergency landing zone within 100 to 200 meters of the defensive perimeter, where heavily committed units were perilously holding off attacking elements. Captain Freeman's selfless acts of great valor, extraordinary perseverance, and intrepidity were far and above the, beyond the call of duty or mission, and he set a superb example of leadership and courage for all his peers. Captain Freeman's extraordinary heroism and devotion to duty are in keeping with the highest traditions of military service and reflect great great credit upon himself his unit and the United States Army. I just want to make sure everybody's clear on this here. Helos is what they were called, helicopters. We're not talking about attack helicopters. Sometimes they would oftentimes they would have a machine gunner on the side or some rockets on the side especially in Vietnam. But they were something very, very new to the battlefield in Vietnam. Helicopters, how do you even use them? And they decided to use them, start using them. It was actually pretty brilliant as a way to just drop men in and get men out places that are are difficult to get to. And think, I mean, the way the crow flies, you can fly these things in or out. However, it's a helicopter. And I'll be honest with you about something. I do not like helicopters. I really do not like them at all. I don't mind flying. I've been in more than one helicopter, though, and I hated every single second of it. Every second of it. I do not trust them. It simply doesn't take much, and it turns into a box that is in free fall. If the engines go out on my plane and I have a decent pilot who hasn't quit yet, the pilot can sometimes, oftentimes, get me landed somewhere. If everything goes out in the helo, yes, I understand there are techniques for getting it down. Your chances are a lot less. The, the whole time, well, I remember when we got on a big old helicopter leaving Iraq, flying. We were, they were picking my unit up. We were finally being relieved. We were flying down south to Kuwait to go home. That was one of the most nervous times for me in the entire war because you're flying so low, especially over this town where there are all these terrorists and whatnot. I'm sitting in this helicopter and I'm feeling helpless and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to take an RPG up my backside any moment, and that's going to be it. That's just going to be it. And look, I don't want to act like that was over-the-top thinking. That stuff happens a lot. They're sitting ducks. Now, imagine one of these helos flying in with bullets bouncing off of it, and they don't really bounce off of it, I should point out. A large enough round will simply penetrate the skin and penetrate the windshield. You're taking fire all over the place, and you just decide you're flying in not once, you're going to go until you can't keep your eyes open anymore. I know being a pilot like that, being a helicopter pilot, it isn't as sexy as some of those Medal of Honor uh, citations I read where, you know, the guy's got a machine gun in each hand and he's just mowing everybody down before he bits someone's head off. It's something like that. Believe me when I tell you this is as impressive as any Medal of Honor citation you will ever read. The guts Ed Freeman has... He's got enough for an entire country, for an entire country. That is stinking awesome. All right, let's get to a couple emails here. And a reminder before I forget, we have John Ziegler. He's a reporter, a a journalist, a genuine journalist. He's with Mediate. He's coming up about 15 minutes from now. I I don't know why. I just find this endlessly fascinating that I possibly have believed a lie this entire time. I don't know that yet. We're going to wait and we're going to hear him out. What's the lie about? The Penn State thing. You remember the the whole Penn State football scandal where Jerry Sandusky was the coach and apparently there were a bunch of kids and it got really gross, so I'm not going into any details here. And you remember the whole scandal when Joe Paul had to retire because of it. It It's this huge scandal. It crossed sports. Everyone knows vaguely what I'm talking about. That probably is the narrative you know. It's the narrative I know as well. I know the same narrative. I know the same narrative. And apparently it's all false. It's all false. It's all wrong. Appa- according to John. So this fascinates me. What kind of what kind of fake news did we succumb to here? We're about to find out. All right. Dear Shogun Many Guns, I took the family out for dinner last night and half the menu item wasn't available. And even the burrito place around the office today was out of crucial ingredients such as Tortillas. With shortages coming, do you feel your superpower of menu whispering will become more or less important in these trying times? I know this would be like asking Mozart to teach me about composing music, <laughs> but is there any advice you could give us mortals on how to eat well with limited options? Okay. I, on a serious note about what he's talking about here, seriously, I am the menu whisperer in the greatest order of all time. What, Chris? I am, No, in all seriousness. This is going to start to be a problem for everyone. Supply chain problems are not not just going to be a you thing or the guy across the street thing or, oh, that's just what they have in California or that's only in Florida. That's only in Wyoming. No, 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 no. This is coming for everyone everywhere. Get ready for it. I'm not telling you to get ready for it by going out and buying all the tortillas. I'm telling you to get ready for it by understanding that in the future, the things you want are not going to be as available as they have been. I mean, look, we've just had this talk. We've had this talk before. We're, we're, we've been spoiled. I've been spoiled. You've been spoiled as Americans. You don't even have to be rich. You can wake up tomorrow morning and see something you want online and buy it. It might be at your house that night. There are situations where it'll be at your house that night. Those days are going to be behind us, maybe permanently. I'm not done on this yet. I'm going to continue to explain in just a second. But speaking of those days, the future of money, American money, it obviously also doesn't look like it does now. You're seeing the inflation. You're feeling it at the pump. You're feeling it at the grocery store. Remember that article we did about $175 a month already. That's the inflation your family's feeling. Get gold from Oxford Gold Group delivered to your house. I'm not telling you. And let me clarify something. I'm not telling you now, and I never will tell you to do anything drastic or radical or anything like that at all. Never will I do that. Never. I'm telling you to get some gold from Oxford Gold Group delivered to your front door. To your front door. Tell Oxford Gold Group Jesse told you to call 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. Call them today.
1: Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. There ain't no way to hide
0: your lion eyes. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't care. I don't have to talk when the Eagles are singing, Chris. I wanted to hear Lion Eyes. You had to let them get to the punchline, man. I don't, we can't cut off the Eagles. Good grief. Show some respect for America. Ha ha ha. All right. Remember, we got we got the truth about the Penn State stuff coming up next. I know this seems about a decade too late. I don't even know when that story was out. But if I believe something wrong the whole time, uh, I would like someone to explain to me why and how that happened. You watch, we're going to end up keeping Ziegler on a while. Or maybe he'll suck and we'll drop him right away. But I don't think so. I think he's a pretty sharp guy, so we'll see. All right. The question was before we went to the break. I'm just going through a couple emails right now. Remember, you can email the show anytime, anything you want. Jesse at com. Jesse at jessiekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Fridays. Everything's welcome. I read them all. They all go right to Chris, by the way. He prints them off for me. I read them. I won't respond. I get way too many, and I'm a rude person. But the email was about shortages. The guy was going out to eat. Even the burrito shop didn't have tortillas. I need to clarify something. And I'm sure you probably already know, but I'm looking at a headline here. Lumber prices rose 50% since August and may climb even higher. Well, let me, let me be clear. They are going to climb higher. They're not going to stop. And of course, Chris just built a new house or just bought a new house. he has all these home improvements. And you know how obviously cheap Chris is. Everybody knows why Chris is cheap. It's just murdering him. Murdering him. Remember, this is the guy who built a menorah from driftwood he found on the side of the road. I know you still have it, Chris. That's not the point. Go buy a menorah. Anyway, I'm going to have to make adjustments on this myself. You are too, because it's going to be a lifestyle adjustment for us. It's not just food places. You know I'm going to be uniquely mad about that. It's not just food places. Everything you want to buy, you're going to have to start preparing yourself for it being a lot slower, possibly not available at all. And that's just not the world we've had. I I told this story uh, a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, something like that. They're building us this new fancy studio down here, you know, because I'm a very important celebrity, Chris. (laughs) I'm a a very important person. So they're building us this this, uh, new studio down here. Well, they're, they're obsessed about all the security when it comes to stuff like that. Cause all these communists want to kill me. So cameras, cameras are a must and all this other fancy stuff. Normally cameras, they're not really next day. They're in stock. Just, just whoever your security guy is. Oh yeah. I have that kind of camera. I have this kind of camera. I have all these kinds of cameras. Months in some cases now, some cases, two or three months out. That's cameras. Your tortillas weren't available. Chicken, I've brought that up before because I continue to hear from people involved in that industry. You're going to have to watch out for chicken. Beef, same thing. Just a lot of these basics that you're used to always being there might not be there. I'm not telling you that to scare you. Obviously, I know that's a little little unnerving. Oh, my gosh. My whole life might be disrupted. That's part of it. I'm telling you this because... Well, I'll be frank about this. I'm telling, I'm saying it to myself as much as I'm saying it to you. I'm telling this to you so you'll be patient. I struggle with patience and shut up, Chris, not that much. Anyway, I struggle with patience, uh, especially when it comes to my food. As you know, I have, uh, an unhealthy obsession with food. It is, it is what I love to do. i love to eat. So. When something's not available that I want available, I could get mad. No, no, I'm not yell at the waitress guy. I'll never be that guy, but I'm mad. And I'll hang up the phone, and then I'll yell at the waitress when it's just me and the wall. We're going to have to learn, both of us, we're going to have to learn to be patient when it comes to things we want and can't get anymore. And if you're, if you're asking me how widespread this gets, I mean, what kind of industries, what kind of products are we talking about before? I mean, beyond everything I've already talked about, the answer to that question is, I don't know. And nobody really knows. There are people in different industries who will email me now and they'll let me know, hey, Jesse, just a heads up on this or heads up on that. And if you're in an industry and you think there are about to be shortages, do email me, please. Jesse at com, so I can let everybody know. And I'll give you those as far as I get them. But for all I know, you know, the next time you need batteries. I mean, how often do you need batteries? I don't know about you. My kids tear through batteries. We all tear through batteries. What if there aren't batteries next time we go to the store? Light bulbs, laundry detergent, T-shirts. I I don't know. I don't know how widespread the the coming problems get, but I do know this. It's going to hurt, and it's going to be an adjustment for all of us because you cannot have this many cargo ships parked offshore, can't be unloaded in time due to COVID restrictions, And remember this, when we're talking about the places where these cargo ships are stuck, oftentimes we're talking about far-left states, even states you may like, New York, California. And I I realize California's paradise. I realize New York's the capital of the world, but the governments in those states are an absolute wretched disaster right now. And they're the ones deciding on a lot of these restrictions. And even in cases where they don't, they've sufficiently intimidated their employers into putting in those restrictions. That's the truth. The truth is our ports, our coastal cities, most of our coastal cities, many of our coastal cities and states, they're blue states. And that is contributing a lot to this kind of pain, a lot to this kind of pain. Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom is a world-class dirtball who has somehow managed to make people flee paradise, California. And California is paradise. If you don't believe me, go visit. You'll see what I'm talking about. People leave it. No one leaves California. Oh, they do under Gavin Newsom. Yet Gavin Newsom just won his recall election easily. Gavin Newsom isn't looking around at all his COVID restrictions and COVID damage and saying to himself, man, I should really back off here. Wow, I, I should back off. He is more encouraged and emboldened now than he ever has before. And again, I, I sit try, try to explain this to people across the country who badmouth California. You could badmouth their policies. They deserve every single word of it. Don't you dare discount the importance of the state. California is a critically important state to all of America. If it was its own country, it would be the fifth largest economy in the world. In the world, we have an insane person in charge of the state. That's going to be bad news for all of us. We're just going to have to be patient going forward as you know, we learn to live in a different reality than we've had. All right, John Ziegler talking about a different reality. Did we all believe a complete lie about the Penn State stuff? Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. John is going to have to answer for the music he selected. Remember, the guests pick the music they want to be introduced by on this show. And my word, joining me now is John Ziegler. He's a senior columnist with Mediate, and just full disclosure, because I'm going to have to give him the floor here. He has a lot to unpack in a short amount of time. People remember, I certainly remember, the scandal of scandals in sports was the Penn State scandal, and this was the public knowledge. And honestly, this is what I know about it. This is what I know. Apparently, maybe it's all wrong. I know that Jerry Sandusky was this football coach. He's currently in prison, had a bunch of boys. I believe they were had rough upbringings or something like that, if I remember it. I'm not sure about the details on that. Had them on campus where he assaulted several of them, and then Joe Paterno covered the whole thing up, and it ended careers, and Sandusky's gone. John blasted me and said, you got this, well, I mean, politely, he wasn't rude, blasted me and said, you got this all wrong. So, John, do I believe an entire lie?
4: Well, Jesse, uh, yes, you do. Uh, And and I, first of all, uh, commend you for at least uh, being willing to engage about this, because part of how this entire fraud, and it is a fraud, I didn't realize it was a fraud 10 years ago when the story first broke, but as we approach the 10th anniversary of this story, uh, part of, of how this fraud has been able to maintain itself is that so few people have even questioned it it's a ridiculous story, as you just laid it out, right? I mean, now, ridiculous stories happen all the time. O.J. Simpson killed two people. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But there's massive amounts of evidence that that happened. And in retrospect, it was obvious that he did so. It's interesting that you acknowledge that you have very little recollection or or, uh, even knowledge of the case itself. You, like 99.5% of the public just accepted what the media told us 10 years ago in a firestorm of panic within two or three days. And guess what? Virtually everything we were told 10 years ago in November of 2011 turned out to be false, totally false. False. This story, as I have learned, which is why we just released our podcast, which is called With the Benefit of Hindsight, this whole story I have learned is basically Theranos, Meets Duke Lacrosse, meets Manti Teo, meets Jussie Smollett. And it's frustrating to me that even conservative media hosts like yourself, who understand how untrustworthy the news media is in these kinds of situations especially, have never been willing to go, wait a minute. Hold on a second here. Is this at least worth a second or third look? Because what we were told at the beginning made no sense. There's no evidence to back it up when there should be a mountain of evidence to back it up. And I will say that a lot of people have have suddenly seen some resonance in my argument here over the last year and a half because of what we've seen with the narrative surrounding COVID. And I would suggest specifically with regard to masks. How is it that so far into this? We still have millions of kids being masked in school when we have mountains of evidence that masks don't do anything in a, in a supposedly free country. Well, it's because of the media narrative that was created, and they will never go back on that. To go back on that would to admit that they were wrong about something enormous that caused enormous amounts of hardship for people. It's an incredibly similar dynamic here with regard to the news media and this story. They jumped the gun. They rushed to judgment into totality, and then as the story fell apart, they just ignored it and just pretended that none of the facts, a lot like mask mandates, that none of the evidence we have, saying, wait a minute, masks don't work, that this can't possibly be. We couldn't possibly all have been wrong about this. Mm -hmm. But after investigating it for 10 years, with no dog in this hunt, only seeking the truth, and knowing more about this story than anyone on the planet, I can tell you, Jesse, with 1,000% certitude, the whole story was a fraud.
0: Okay, John, I I I can't even tell you how fascinated I am by this, and I want to know if I've just been a giant sucker for it. Okay, you you gave us the broad strokes. What let, let's let's try to begin at the beginning. And I understand. I I want people to go listen to your podcast to get the actual details with the benefit of hindsight. Everybody, go download the podcast to get the actual details. We'll try to hit the hind points in the next segment or two here. John, you said the initial narrative. The media bought it. Now, that's not surprising the media bought an initial narrative that was false. Where did the initial narrative come from? Let's start there.
4: Well, the simplest way to describe this is that what most people will remember, you'll probably remember that yourself, that the center of this entire scandal was the story of Mike McQuery, a former Penn State assistant coach who backed... When he was just a graduate assistant, supposedly in 2002, he supposedly witnessed Jerry Sandusky sexually assaulting a young boy in a Penn State shower. That sounds horrific, and obviously, if true, it is. That sounds incredibly damning. Why would anybody say this if it wasn't true? How could Penn State have allowed this to not go reported to the police? That was this, That's what fanned the flames of outrage when the story broke 10 years ago in November 2011 well guess what we have learned since that mike mcquery when that story broke and the media reported this uh, forever and ever said that this event occurred on march 1st 2002 very quietly before jerry sandusky's uh, 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 actual trial which was the salem witch trial on steroids just seven months after the story breaks with no continuances very quietly says oops Uh, Guess what? Um, Mike got the date, the year, and the month wrong of this incredibly important, critical event that would be indelibly etched on anyone's memory if they saw a local legend raping a young boy in the shower. It was actually February 9th, the year before 2001. Now, I immediately, when I heard that, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to put all of this on a 10-year-old story of a guy who can't get the date, the month of the year, even close, but then, Jesse, and this is my biggest mistake in all of this, it took me eight years longer than it should have to figure out what really happened here. Even that second date is totally Wrong. We now know, and Malcolm Gladwell has written about this in his last best-selling book, Talking to Strangers, Using My Work, we now know that the actual date of this was December 29th, 2000, six weeks before Mike McQuery reports this to the great Joe Paterno. And why does he report it to the great Joe Paterno six weeks after this happened? Not because he saw a sexual assault of a young boy, but because the day before, February 8th of 2001, the job he wanted at Penn State opens up when Kenny Jackson leaves Penn State to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He wants the wide receiver's coaching job, and that's why on the morning of February 10th of 2001 he goes to see Joe Paterno. The Jerry Sandusky report is an afterthought. It's an aside. Hey, Coach, I saw Jerry Sandusky with a boy in a shower. It bothered me. Can you tell him to knock it off? John, uh, by the that's way, everybody,
0: hold on real quick. Speaking with John Ziegler, he's a senior call. This and I'm not going to cut you off, John. I may have to cut you off for the break here in a couple of minutes. One, I wanted to give you a heads up of that. Two, I wanted to try to nail you down on this point here. Okay, obviously no arguments. You've done. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold you through the break. We're gonna talk about this some more. But my question for John coming out of the break is: All right, I want the next gig. I want my new position. I want that promotion. That's a common feeling Everyone out there has experienced. Uh, I'm perhaps willing to do something a little immoral to get that next job. I mean, our own vice president, but we're not going to go into that right now. That's that's something that's normal out there. Accusing a man of the worst crime imaginable seems like a 10-mile-long leap away from what's actually rational. So we're going to talk to John Ziegler about that in just a second. My word. But first... Stamps.com. If you've got a small business, you know there's nothing more valuable than your time. So why waste it at the post office? Gosh. Stamps.com makes it easy to mail and ship right from your computer. There's no special equipment required. And it doesn't matter. Maybe you're an office sending invoices or or a side hustle Etsy shop. Or maybe you're this huge full-blown warehouse shipping out orders. Stamps.com makes your life easier. You'll even get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping From USPS and UPS. And their new rate advisor tool lets you compare shipping rates across carriers so you always find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And when you go to Stamps.com and use the offer code JESSE, you get a four-week free trial. Four weeks! That's a month! Plus free postage in a digital scale. No long-term commitments. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top, and enter the code JESSE. That's stamps.com promo code, Jesse stamps.com. Never go to the post
1: office again. Feeling a little stocky. Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly, DC.
0: It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I will get to your phone calls after I'm done with John, but I can't help it. This is just awesome, and I'm endlessly fascinated. I'm speaking with John Ziegler right now, senior columnist of the media, and his podcast on all this, where you're going to get a lot more details than you're ever going to get from me as I believe called With the Benefit of Hindsight. We're talking specifically about the Penn State, Penn State Jerry Sandusky scandal, which I certainly believed, and everyone else in the country, I think, did. And John says it's all a bunch of garbage. Now, John, I asked you a question before we went to break. Allow me to reframe it here briefly for everybody, because apparently I even got that wrong. It sounds to me like you're saying this Mike McQuery that he made this accusation against Sandusky because he wanted the gig at Penn State that was just opening up?
4: No, you have you an understandable misunderstanding. The timeline is important here
1: okay. because there's
4: there's two separate reports from McQuery 10 years. 10- years apart. The first report in 2001 comes the day after that job that I referenced opens up, and you you very interestingly put your finger on how we know the cover-up theory involving Joe Paterno makes no sense, because guess what? Paterno does not give mike mcquery the job if this had been a cover-up the first thing joe paterno would have done with his graduate assistant who doesn't even have health insurance he would have said mike thanks so much for coming to us let's keep this between you and i by the way congratulations you're our brand new wide receivers coach he didn't get that job but guess what? Three years later, when it reopens, that's when he gets it. You don't leave your only witness in a cover-up naked for three years without a job. That's ridiculous. But well, here's what happens on the timeline: Ten years later, in the midst of this grand jury investigation involving Jerry Sandusky, which is going nowhere. They are about to drop it, because they can't find anyone to back up the first accuser, and the first accuser can't even testify to the grand jury without having it written for him, because his testimony is so lacking in credibility. But then they find out about Mike McQuarrie 10 years after whatever happened happened, and Mike is in a completely different position. He's now fully employed. But guess what he has going on? He has a history of gambling on his own college football games, which you can find on YouTube. He's been sending pictures of his naked penis to a woman, not his wife, through a Penn State phone. And he had another issue that I'm not able to talk about currently that would have dramatically impacted uh, his view of his vulnerability with law enforcement. So now all of a sudden, 10 years later, desperate investigators come to him, they tell him they this victim number one, that there's this monster in the loch ness, if you will, of Penn State, and can they can he help them track the monster down? He was easily manipulated into changing his story ten years later. By the way, not by much. Because they took they took him going taking this to like a one alarm fire, to a two alarm fire, and then they wrote it in this presentment as a five alarm fire. The media bought it. The panic ensued. Joe Paterno gets fired. Fired three days later. The president of the university, Grant Spanier, who I've just interviewed for four hours, which will be the final episode of our podcast with the benefit of hindsight, who agrees with me on almost every part of this, he also he loses his job. And the narrative at that point is set in stone because, and here's the key part, Jesse once Paterno and Spanier, the president, are fired, Penn State has a perverse incentive to plead guilty to all sorts of things that never happened because. The the people that were involved are now gone. And they, all Penn State wants to do as a liberal academic institution, state-run, is to give away other people's money to get the New York Times to say what a great job they're doing. That's what happened.
0: Okay, John, and I'm going to, again, I want people to go get the details of this, because I don't have much longer with John Ziegler, senior columnist, mediaite, and the the podcast is with the benefit of hindsight. One more thing here. Well, actually, maybe just one more thing, but something I did want to ask about. What is the motivation for the prosecutors to strong-arm McQuarrie into cranking up the crimes? Why do they want to take down Joe Pa or Sandusky? What's the motivation there? you think Joe Pa would be royalty in that state?
4: Joe Paterno was collateral damage to the effort to get what they thought. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, Jesse. They thought Jerry Sandusky was a monster. I believe they thought he was a monster because this was coming right after the Catholic Church scandal, which was huge in Pennsylvania, and they thought they had already seen this movie before. Paterno was the pope. The administrators were the cardinals covering this up. Sandusky was the pedophile priest. The Penn State football fans were the Catholic parishioners turning the other way. They thought they saw the movie. But they hadn't. John it was a completely John, different movie. I'm
0: gonna pause you real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I had my guys grab this clip and this was the clip that took it from me to a, from a story that I was vaguely interested in to one that told me he was guilty. It's about forty seconds long. This is Jerry Sandusky making me wanna go take a shower with an interview he did on a show. I wanna play it for you here. Here is Jerry Sandusky.
4: I say that I am innocent of those charges.
2: Innocent, completely innocent, and falsely accused in every aspect. Well, I could say that you know I have done some of those things. I have horsed around with kids. Are you sexually attracted to young boys, to underage boys?
4: Am I sexually attracted to yes. underage boys? Sexually attracted, you know. I, I enjoy young people. I I love to be around them. Um, I, I, but no, I'm not sexually attracted to young boys.
0: John, explain that to me, dude. That's a bad interview. It's a oh, it's bad terrible. interview. It's,
4: ter- it's terrible. And I happen to be the only person on the planet who has spoken extensively to Bob Costas on the record, Jerry Sandusky on the record from prison, and his attorney, Joe Amendola, who set up that disastrous interview. So I'm a, I'm the world's. Foremost expert on what happened there. Number one, you guys, and it's not your fault because everyone in the media did this. You edited out what he said just before Costas asked him if he was sexually attracted to young boys. Costas asked him, "Are you a pedophile?" He says, "No, I'm not a pedophile." We only got thirty and seconds,
0: John. By thirty thirty seconds, go ahead. And
4: the reality is, Jerry Sadowski is a terrible talker who did not understand the situation he was in. He's incredibly naive, and and frankly. That is way too much of a bonehead right there to, to mastermind a 40-year cover-up of child sex abuse without getting caught. He couldn't have done this for 15 minutes without getting caught. That's how dumb he is. It's, but he's innocent. And you should listen to the podcast with the benefit of hindsight with my co-host, Liz Abib, TV uh, anchor here in the, Los Angeles. The
0: podcast is with the benefit of hindsight. John Ziegler, thank you so much for coming on, being a good sport. I appreciate you, brother. Show final hour. This show has gone by way too fast. I still have so much more I have to get to. I have your emails. I have this this, this Amtrak story. We're overwhelmed with fun stuff tonight. Well, I, I take that back. That wasn't fun. That 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 interview there wasn't fun. It was endlessly fascinating, though. And look, in case you missed it, that was Ziegler talking about an old Penn State story. It's very fascinating. I don't ever want to believe lies. Just because I started out believing lies. Do you? In my opinion, that kind of pride, that's what got us into this mess. That's what gets us into so many messes around here. They push an initial narrative. People start to agree with it. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Uh, uh, Yeah, 15 days. Everyone go home. And eventually people wake up and realize it's wrong, but they don't want to look stupid. They don't want people to say, you're a hypocrite. You said we should all be grown up enough, have the self-confidence enough to push back on that. Look at this headline. Vaccine sick out spreads to Amtrak. Amtrak announced it will require all of its 18,000 employees to be fully vaccinated by November 22nd. And surprise, surprise, Amtrak is announcing yesterday and today the trains aren't running on time. Turns out there's a... Staff shortage. Man, a lot of people getting sick all of a sudden. Rise. Push back. It is the greatest thing in the world. Gosh, I love it so much. All right, I will take some phone calls tonight. I got to get into some emails. 877-377-4373. Johnny, go, brother.
5: Yeah, two things there, Jesse. One, the hot dogs in the city, they're called dirty water dogs. <laughs> two,
4: Captain Freeman's nickname was Too Tall, and alongside him and the other Huey was a Major Ed Crandall, who was also awarded for the Medal of Honor for doing the same things and also running a gunship on one of the days to help us win the battle. So if, if people think they're outnumbered, watch that movie, and we have to just come together and we can win against all these commies.
0: Amen, Johnny. God bless you, brother. Look, th- I, I the Medal of Honor Monday. In case you don't know what he was talking about, our Medal of Honor Monday today was uh, Mr. Ed Freeman, and you can actually see a movie version, an actual realistic movie version of what Ed Freeman did to win the Medal of Honor in the great Mel Gibson movie "We Were Soldiers." It's about it's about it's about a Vietnam battle. Okay, a massively outnumbered Vietnam battle where there was a lot of heroism going on. And the movie was done really well. And I don't say that about a ton of war movies. It was done really, really well. I will caution you, though, uh, maybe not for the kids. I don't remember if the language is bad, but the violence, it's a lot. It's a lot. I actually tried to uh, watch it with my sons. My oldest son, he's fine with it. It was a little much for my youngest that we turned it off. It was just, it's its a lot. It's pretty realistic. It's, it's a very realistic movie. Okay, put it through that way. I love this email. Hi, Jesse. I absolutely love following you on Twitter. In case you want to follow me on Twitter, as you can imagine, I'm amazing at it. You can find me on Twitter at Jesse Kelly DC. She says, hi, I absolutely love following you on Twitter. I'm a first generation Latina who grew up in New York City, lived in Happy Valley after I graduated from Penn State and mostly leaned liberal except for fiscal issues on spending. However, over the years, I've grown tired of being told how I'm supposed to think. Latinos aren't a monolithic group, and no, I will not stand for someone imposing their hatred on our country. A week ago today, my abuela passed away and was reminded she was the only one of her siblings that left Cuba after Castro took over. How about that? Gosh, that's freaking cool. Our family and I are beyond grateful to this country for giving us the opportunity to learn, work, and earn. So no, I'm not canceling Goya. Remember when they tried to cancel Goya beans? So no, I'm not canceling Goya just because some white liberal told me I should. You try making, I'm going to screw up the pronunciation on this, eras con pollo, uh, or my mom's Cuban black beans without Goya products. And no, I'm not canceling J- Dave Chappelle or anyone else. These people decided I'm no longer allowed to like. And then starting in April, 2020, my frustration around the egregious lockdowns grew as elected officials decided what and who were essential and allowed to have their livelihoods. None of their decisions ever made sense other than their motivation to expand their power and control, make us afraid and hate each other. People seriously need to wake up. I've held my aunt's ration book and it's both haunting and devastating. That's the part I wanted to get to her aunt's ration book. So thank you for brilliantly calling out the insanity since day one. Magdalena. Magdalena, that is a cool story about your abuela. That ration book, I I understand you may actually have to put that to use shortly, but don't ever lose that. Make sure that is in your family 100 years from now. That is really, 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 really cool. Tell your kids and grandkids about that. Seattle prepares to fire 400 cops By October 18th, if not vaccinated, I just want to clarify something. Seattle has 1,080 police officers. October 18th is next Monday. That's one week from today. Seattle is already a sinkhole of crime. And if I may just point something out, a lot of people don't know about the Pacific Northwest. Because the Pacific Northwest is not highly traveled. no, it's not so it's not a they're not riding horses, right? it's it's very technologically advanced and whatnot. But because of its location, a lot of people simply haven't been there. Portland and Seattle and whatnot. they're so cool that they, they I, I take that back. They could be so cool. Portland and Seattle are such gorgeous, green, just awesome cities right up there on the ocean, and it ticks me off to no end that the communists ruin these places. I mean, Seattle, in my personal opinion, Seattle has the potential to be the coolest city in the United States of America. And instead, it's circling the drain, going down the sewer, because these people cannot get out of their own way. They continue to vote in these absolute disastrous scumbags, and they're not going to turn around. Seattle's next mayor, you should see this nutball, complete communist nutball. Gosh, that sucks. It takes me I get mad about California. I get mad about New York City. I get mad about Seattle and Portland and whatnot. And I understand it's fashionable to hate on cities. You know I grew up in Montana. I love the country. But I love cities too, man. I love it all. I, I think it's awesome to do a weekend in the city and the lights and the horns and the food and the nuts. I, I think it's awesome. And I don't like it that America's cities are descending into absolute pits. Speaking of pits, we have audio from Hillary Clinton. She was on The View and um, this is a gem.
3: Those attempts to delegitimize de- pre- President Biden's win sowed enough doubt to incite the insurrection on January 6th. So how close do you think we came to a full constitutional crisis and how accountable do you think President Trump should be for that? You know, I think we not only came close to a full constitutional crisis, I think we're still in it. Yeah. Mm. And that gives me absolutely no satisfaction in saying this, because I think we're at a very dangerous, continuing, high level attack on the legitimacy of our government and the election of our president. And obviously, our former president uh, is not only behind it, he incited it, he encouraged it, and he continues to do so.
0: I would love to hear a definition from Hillary Clinton on what a constitutional crisis is. And this is, what, this is what I love. They all throw around these words, crisis and disaster, and they don't have any idea what it is. And it's funny. You pair that interview with the latest headline from the Post Millennial. or Capitol Police officer claims the acting police chief lied to Congress about January 6th. A whistleblower with a reportedly long history serving in the Capitol Police Force has sent a letter to leaders in Congress naming and blaming Capitol Police leaders for lying to Congress and doing nothing themselves that day to de-escalate the Capitol riot. The anonymous former high-ranking Capitol Police officer sent the letter to Republican and Democrat leaders in Congress last month. I, I would just say this about January 6th. Where's the video? Where is the videotape? You understand that we have been told by the media and Democrats and half these useless Republicans that this was a coup and we almost lost America. I mean, even Millie was getting in on this was almost the end of democracy. Okay, well, I'm an American citizen. If there was an armed coup in this country that almost ended democracy, I'd like to see the footage. I mean, it's, it's the most video cameras I think of any building in the world. You have all the footage. Why won't you show me the footage of the end of democracy? Hmm. Eight seven seven We'll get back to that in just a second. But how about putting your money where your morals are? I'm going to start saying that more and more, putting your money where your morals are. When I talk to you about switching to Pure Talk, switching from Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile and switching to Pure Talk, it's not just because Pure Talk's on the exact same 5G network. It's not because they're on the same towers as one of the big carriers. It's not because it saves the average family over $800 a year, although I'm not complaining about that. When I tell you about switching to Pure Talk, it's because I'm tired of throwing my money at these huge corporations who who dog on this country every chance they get, and they're mouthpieces for the Democratic Party. That's why I love companies like this. Their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. It's not just the money I save. It's not just that switching is easy. It's that they're patriots. Pure Talk has a 30-day risk-free guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. From your cell right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say
1: Jesse Kelly. Missed out? Catch up. Uh! Jesse We all wanna the world.
0: It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. Dude, that that interview earlier was wild. That was wild. I, I kind of feel dirty about the whole thing. I, look, I, I don't want to believe lies. I don't want to believe lies, but man, that was, ugh. in case you missed it, you can catch that in any other part of the Jesse Kelly show on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes on iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. I I'm asking simple questions and you can't seem to get straight answers. I've asked it about coronavirus from the very beginning. If lockdowns work masks, social distancing, all this garbage, if it works, why weren't people dying in droves in Florida when Florida opened up and the bars were packed? Can anyone can anyone tell me that? I, I, look, more simple questions. Why do vaccinated people need protection from unvaccinated people? Anybody? I, I don't understand. I, I want to answer these questions. And I was told, I was told, that january 6th there was an armed deadly coup where five people were murdered in an attempt to overthrow america and and it's not like it's not like some wingnut lefty online told me that joe biden has said those words Nancy Pelosi has said those words. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs has said those words. Every left-wing media outlet. I mean, this is universally acknowledged that this was a coup, almost the end of America. This is the end of our democracy. I'm told there are 14,000 hours of videotape that has not been released to the public after, or from January 6th. I'm an American citizen. You're an American citizen. I take that back. Uh, my people who are American citizens who are listening to me right now, I realize we've developed a bit of an international audience. As an American citizen, if somebody tried an armed coup to take down my country that was violent, I'd like to see the video. Why won't you show me the video? I'm, look, I'm just asking questions out here. I mean, I'm asking questions. Some things inspire me to ask questions. I'm looking at a headline here. Pfizer will vaccinate an entire city in Brazil as part of a study. In the southwestern Brazilian city of Toledo, you won't find much vaccine skepticism. About 98% of eligible residents have received at least one dose of the vaccine. The company will work with local health officials, a hospital to monitor the transmission of coronavirus in a real-life scenario. They're also going to monitor the sound effects. Man, I think that's really, really cool. They're putting out a, 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 a some sort of medication. People are injecting it in their bodies, and they're going to do a long study to see does it actually work and does it does it harm anybody? I think that's really awesome. You know what else would have been awesome? Doing it before you did it to 75% of the American adult population. That would have been really cool, too. I don't know. Maybe maybe even, I don't look, I don't want to get radical here. Again, look, I'm just a community college guy. I'm a ditch digger. I'm a Marine, so I don't pretend to be a genius. I love to actually do studies on stuff before we not only release them to the public, but force the public to get them. I just have always thought, I mean, I don't want to be wild. I've always thought that's a generally good policy, but who knows? That's just me. Gary in Amsterdam, New York. Go, brother.
5: Yeah, I've been listening to you for a couple of weeks now. Uh, I turned on the radio one night, and uh, you were just going to the Medal of Honor thing. And uh, so I tune in every Monday night and try to listen to you. I acquired a book here through Amazon, uh, heroes of our lifetime. It's about the 239 men during the Vietnam war to earn the medal of honor. And, uh, I'm the youngest of four boys. And one of my brothers knew this guy who, uh, went in the Marine Corps and served during the late sixties. And, uh, Ralph was telling me here not too long ago, he says, I was with a guy. He says, we're in Camlo. He says, and, uh, we got, uh, overrun and, uh, he says this guy named Larry Leonard Maxim, he says, earned the Medal of Honor. And I said, no, kidding. And, and they, they, they guys were up on the DMZ in a place called Leatherneck Square, Dong Ha, uh, uh, Cam Lo and Contien. And there was one other place, but it made a perfect square on a map up in I-Corps area near the DMZ. And uh, I want you to know that uh, I listen to your show now and uh, uh, think you're doing a hell of a job and keep it up.
0: Appreciate you, my brother. Simplify. How about that? Richard and San Diego. Go, boss.
6: Yeah, you were asking why they're wondering why they got to protect the vaccinated from the under vaccinated and vice versa? It's because the vaccination has been compromised. The vaccination is designed to protect the virus while it's in people. And as long as the virus is on off, people don't get sick. But if you uncover the vaccinated virus through basically people breathing soap, it undoes the vaccination to a point that the person can get sick, they can transfer it. And the thing why they don't die is because the virus is actually damaged when that occurs. Does that make more sense?
0: No. Actually, that made no sense whatsoever. I have no idea what you're talking about. John in Colorado, go.
6: Yeah, I just wondered, and uh, I don't know if you've ever covered this before, but you know, I got vaccinated a while back. I'm a state employee, so it was kind of uh, choosing between the vaccine and my job. And I, I got you, boss. I got you. am in a position to be unemployed. Um, you know, I see a lot of uh, family members and friends that I've got that are fighting this whole vaccine thing, and they're having to make hard decisions i was wondering do you have any advice for those of us that um, took the vaccine that we can support those that are choosing not
4: to
0: yes actually i do and actually it's a great call uh, i get this a lot and i want i've said this before and i want to say this again and i want to make sure everybody hears this right now the divide in this country is not between vaccinated people and unvaccinated people that is not the divide in the United States of America. It is not. I, I, it doesn't matter if you have family, friends who got the vax or didn't get the vax. That is not the divide right now in the United States of America. That's how disgusting communists like the Biden administration want to divide us up. All oh, those dirty, unvaccinated. But that is not the divide in this country. And he asks how you know a vaccinated person can support these people who are, who are under assault. I actually do have something for you. Hang on, I'll tell you what I mean. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we've got, man, we still have a bunch to get to. A bunch more emails 877 377 4373. The guy asked, he called in, and there's a bunch of people in this situation. He called in, and he's vaccinated. He has a bunch of family and friends who are not. They don't want to, and they're apparently going to be in about a, in a bit of a pickle. I've brought this up before. I will bring it up again. One, we are not in a divide between vaccinated and unvaccinated. That is not the divide in this country. You're going I have a bunch of family members vaccinated, a bunch unvaccinated. I couldn't. I don't care. It doesn't matter. The people who have the ability to walk into the club. Hear me me out here. The people in this country who have the ability to walk in the club and be safe and comfortable and, and order some food and get a cocktail and enjoy all the benefits of being in the club, but instead choose to remain outside the club to protest with the people who aren't allowed in, those are the most important people in the country right now, we need those people. All successful revolutions and the history of mankind have had people on the inside, on the in club, who have chosen to do what is right. What is right? The the, the look. You would want to go all the way back. The founders of this nation, all the guys we lionize, all of them. Hancock and Jefferson and and Adams and and Franklin and all Washington, they weren't on the outside. They weren't country, you know, just some guy, some bumpkin who lives in the country farm and uh, they were all on the inside with the snap of their fingers. Every one of those guys could have just said revolution. Why? I got some nice brandy here. Cigars just came in. I think I'm going to stick with the British. We need inside people. We need people like vaccinated people in this country who will stand against this oppression of the unvaccinated, who will stand against this. You're the most important person. It is critically important. There's no shame in it. And a lot of people, I'm getting this a lot now too from people who got the vaccine and they're having some buyers regret. Hey, back back away with that, man. Let that go. Let that go. Vaccinated or not vaccinated, whatever you've done in your life, it's in no way equal to the laundry list of things that I have screwed up. And I don't just mean mistakes. I mean just terrible things I've done. You know what I do? I let them go and I move on. Because you you get to sit and dwell on that. Look, if you got it and you're regretting it, maybe you got it and don't regret it. But if you got it and you're regretting it, let that go. It's gone. You You can't take it out of you now. It's gone. Set that aside. And don't be ashamed of it. Be ashamed of it at all. Look, they were pushing fear on people from the second this virus got here, and they were pushing it hard. I yell about the GOP because I want our politicians to actually have some guts and stand up and fight. That doesn't mean my frustration applies to every single person who succumbs to that. Man, it's hard to overcome. Every time you turn on the news, millions will die. Remember, Trump was even in on it. He's pushing Fauci out there, GOP governors. This is terrible 15 days. Ah! They've been pushing panic on the American people for a long time, two years, two years now. Maybe you're in a medical situation where you got it. Maybe you just maybe you just gave in. Maybe you maybe you did it so you could keep getting a paycheck. You're not getting any judgment from me. You're, ne- you're never gonna you're never gonna call with some mistake you made that you wish you could take back and get lectured from me. <laughs> you don't even know what mistakes are. You should see my resume. Hi Jesse, how can we show support? Or how can we show our support for Southwest employees and others who are taking a stand against the Vax mandate? I wish more people would stand up like this and I want them to know that we support people uh their actions. If they know they have so many people on our side, maybe more will do it. We need more sick outs, walkouts, so on and so forth. Also, thanks thanks for wearing the Let's Go Brandon shirt on TV. You are the best. <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. Okay, one, people want to know how you can support these Southwest pilots. The world is a connected world right now. What does that mean? For good, for better and for worse, you've never had more access to getting your message out there than you have right now. No, maybe you don't have a radio show or something like that. That's fine. You can be heard. You can be heard easily out there. And these other pilots and factory workers and dock workers and cops and healthcare workers and, and these people who are under attack by these mandates, they get online like you get online. You think they want to see... A sea of people out there saying, I'm with you. I stand with you. Keep going. Because here's what's going to happen. Right now, the system knows it's under attack. They're very nervous about this Southwest thing, and they are very nervous about it. That much I know for sure. I got some sources on this. They're very scared this thing is going to catch on. Their first step, because it's always the first reaction of the system, will be force and anger and shame. They're going to try to scold every potential person who might walk out or might do a sick out. This is bad for America. If it's a hospital worker, it'll be, you hate grandma and want them to die. You don't care about Christmas. They're going to try to shame these people, make these people feel like they're alone, make these people feel like they're bad people who are making bad, selfish decisions. What these people need right now is the same thing we all need from time to time, all of us. You, me, everybody. What they need is to make sh- is to know they're not alone. They're not alone. You, you asked what you can do. Honestly, your email's enough. Put it out there on social media wherever you have access. Put it out there. It doesn't have to be eloquent. Jeez, I, I went to community college. I don't even know what eloquent means. But put a sentence. I stand with you. I hope more do the same. They're out there watching right now. And guess what else? This, is, this goes beyond the pilots themselves. Their families are watching right now. They have kids who are nervous. They have wives and husbands who are nervous. What's going to happen? Are people mad at us? Are people ashamed? Not everybody's made of iron, right? Or, or in my case, not everybody is the sociopath who doesn't care what other people think. Most people have real human emotions and feelings. Make sure these people do not feel alone. Do not feel alone. All right. Man, we have a ton to get to eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. I guess I should bring up the, the 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 college football thing. For those who didn't know, last week on Saturday, I had to go up to had to go up to I got to go up to College Station. I was on Outkick with Clay Travis. I was on his show that morning, did some sports talk, and then and then that day I was supposed to go to the game, and I could have gone to the game. I didn't go to the game. And I need I need to clarify. I did the TV show stuff, and then we hung out and ate some chili dogs and did stuff you're supposed to do. And then I went back to my hotel, put my feet up, relaxed for a little bit, get some work done, just kind of be away from it all, right? Just kind of be away from it all. I know the audience is going to murder me for this. And then it's about game time, and Clay sends me a text message, and he says, hey, where are you? You coming to the game? And I was looking – And I had a hotel, bar, and restaurant to myself. And I mean to myself because everyone else was at the game. It was air conditioned. There was nobody bothering me. And I just texted him back and said, nah, I'm going to hang here. And I watched the game from my hotel lobby. (laughs) Now, full disclosure, I'm not a hermit. Okay, I took off later on and went and watched the fourth quarter with Clay at his hotel and his hotel bar, but I, I didn't. If I'm into a game, sometimes I don't like being at the game. Is that bad? Man, I'm going to get absolutely murdered for that because you know how heartless these people are, Chris. <laughs> All we right. We're going to get to headlines I didn't get to next, but first... Speaking about putting your money where your morals are, how about my pillow? You know, we, I talk to you all the time. Like right now, Giza Dream Sheets, you know they're the best. And you know right now they're buy one, get one free. That's incredible for a limited time. But probably don't talk enough about Mike Lindell and his story and him leaving a life of addiction and turning his life around and now building a company but still in the good fight, building a company where he fights for the United States of America. He doesn't dump on it. He doesn't put out commercials out there you can't watch with your kids. He's out there trying to save this place, and he's getting crushed by the system for it. They're kicking him out of big box stores. That's where I want my money to go, and it's not like it's a sacrifice. They're the best products out there. Giza Dream Sheets, two for one. Buy one, get one free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com radio listener specials promo code Jesse. Get the best sheets out there. Buy one, get one free. Enjoy.
1: Jesse Kelly returns next. It
0: is the Jesse Kelly show. I'm going to get the headlines I didn't get to here in just a second, but I do. I look, I'd be remiss. If I didn't play this gold mine of an audio – so you know Ben & Jerry's? I think they actually sold the ice cream company, but they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're hardcore communists. You should never, ever, ever walk in a store and buy Ben & Jerry's ever. Put your morals where your money is, right? Don't ever do that. But they're not only hardcore communists. They hate Jews, which is – it's hysterical. It's an, oh, I know, Chris. I'm working on them, okay, buddy? I'm working on them. They sat down and did an interview with uh, apparently a real journalist, and she had some tough questions for him. And I just want to clarify something before I play this interview. When you get to that part where there's no sound, uh, your radio didn't cut out. That's the awkward pause portion. So sit back and enjoy this little gem.
1: I think it's fine to be involved with a country, to to be a citizen of a country, and to protest some of the some of the country's actions we hugely support Israel's right to exist mm-hmm. but we are against a particular policy
3: you guys are big proponents of voting rights why do you still sell ice cream in georgia texas abortion l- bans why are you still selling there
2: i don't know i don't know what what that would accomplish. We're working on those issues.
0: Of
2: voting. <laughs>
0: um, you know what? Save that one because we're keeping that one. That's an all-timer right there. <laughs> so why are you still selling there? Ooh, uh, ooh, look at the time. My word. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. It's time for headlines I didn't get to. Hundreds of thousands of U.S. troops still not fully vaccinated against COVID as deadlines loom. Pay attention to this coming up. We have a little over 2 million service members. Hundreds of thousands are still not fully vaccinated. When I say pay attention to this, pay attention to how this is handled coming up because there's something going on. Joe Biden, his poll numbers are in free fall. He's in deep, deep, deep trouble. The American people instinctively love their troops. They always have. Joe Biden has already signaled that he wants a dishonorable discharge for these service members who won't get vaccinated. Now, I don't expect everyone to be an expert on all the discharges, but a dishonorable discharge from the military is a really, 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 really really big deal. It, it, it's it's so bad. You can't get a job with one of those. Now I take in, in this case, there'll be whole companies that will pop up that will hire these these discharge guys. But it it's normally reserved for felonies. You you have to the aggravated assault, murder. It, it, you, even if you were to if you were to pop for drugs a bunch in the Marine Corps. If I, if I were to start smoking the the devil's lettuce in the Marine Corps, and the, and I started popping on the tests, and they got me repeatedly, right, three, four, five times, and they kicked me out. I still wouldn't have a dishonorable discharge for that. A dishonorable discharge is a really, really, really big deal. The Biden administration is trying to put that on these guys. But if there are enough of them, especially if that number remains hundreds of thousands, is the Biden administration going to commit the political suicide of trying to dishonorably discharge hundreds of thousands of service members? I, I, the details of how this shakes out with the military are fascinating and something to keep your eyes on and something else. Keep the military guys and ladies in your prayers right now who are going through this. My email inbox is full of these people. I'm in the national guard. I'm in the army. I'm in the Marines. What do I do? Jesse, what do I do? There are a bunch of people out there who have dedicated their lives to defending and serving this country They're now at risk of being tossed out like trash. They're scared, understandably. They feel like their future is uncertain. Keep them in your prayers, huh? Headline, colleges nationwide celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day on Columbus Day. Okay, one, it's Columbus Day. It's not Indigenous Peoples Day. Two, remember this about history. One, your child is taught to hate his own country in his school. From a very, very early age, Americans are taught to hate everything about themselves and their country. Columbus was evil. America is only about slavery and slaughtering of naval Americans, and, and everything is terrible here. And everyone who founded this country is terrible. And that's what your children are taught. Make dang sure, dang sure you make sure you teach them real history. Let me tell you about real history. We're all saints and sinners and these wonderful or terrible men historically who have moved the historical needle, they weren't all monsters and they weren't all saints. They were just like you. They were just like me. They were capable of terrible things and capable of wonderful things. And that goes for the Indians and Columbus and and anyone else out there, Christopher Columbus, took a wooden sailing ship before GPS or fancy rescue operations or anything else, and he aimed it to the west and started sailing before he knew he was going to land anywhere. Do you have any idea how brave that is? You had better admire that kind of bravery. That is absurd bravery. Was he perfect? Nope. He can join the club. And on this Indigenous People's Day, get Get rid of that garbage, man. Get rid of that garbage. I'm so, and this is Remember, I'm the fan of the Indians. Like I love the Indian tribes. I, I, I loved them since I was a kid. We'd be cowboys and Indians. I'd be an Indian half the time. I think the Indian tribes are awesome and fascinating. And they're all very different, by the way. We just put Indians. The, the different tribes were totally different. Different cultures and different priorities out there. So I'm not anti-Indian. The Indian tribes in America got conquered. The same way tribal peoples in every spit of land in this globe have been conquered. It's a great lesson for us. Sooner or later, a more advanced technological power is going to come knocking on that door. You had better not be too backwards to militarily resist him when he gets here, or you too will be conquered. That's the lesson. It's not Indigenous People's Day. It's daggone Columbus Day, and I admire the bravery a great deal and always will. Headline, I love this little gem real quick. New York state approves nursing charter high school amid pandemic. We are slaughtering our healthcare situation so badly and assaulting healthcare workers. We're now going for high school kids. You still think this is about the public health? Keep your chin up, go out there and rebel peacefully. Rise up. Let's get it done. That's all.